Hello, my name is Claire Inman. Welcome to Harbor Light Stories. We hope this podcast encourages your faith and brings people together. Enjoy. Hello, welcome to Harbor Light Stories. Today I have Cheryl Troya with me. Feels a little odd calling her Cheryl Troya. She was my principal for NFCS, so really, I grew up calling her Mrs. Troya. But how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, thank you. Good, I'm glad to have you here. So first I'd like to ask you, how did you become a Christian? Well, it's kind of a long story. Um, I grew up in a good home, but a non-religious home. So I didn't grow up going to church or anything like that. And then um, when I was in my 20s, um, made some choices that were not good and got to a very low point in my life to where I then was searching for the meaning and those types of things and went to a crusade in New York City. And for the first time, uh, when I was 31 years old, actually accepted Christ into my life. Wow. So then what was your life like after you accepted Christ? For me, because I had lived in the world and didn't really understand the things of God or the spiritual part of things, for me, it was like night and day. Mm -hmm. So the minute I became saved, I was absolutely on fire for God because I knew the mess I had come out of. I knew how bad the world was. I had lived in it. So I had a really um, obvious contrast Mm -hmm. to now this change in my life. Yeah. What are some ways you saw God work in your life? Well, I was in a very bad situation at the time. And in the natural realm, nothing could have happened in a positive way. But I basically, because I had never read the Bible, and I started reading the Bible, and I didn't grow up in any religious church that told me that only part of the Bible's true, or you can only take this or whatever, I took everything absolutely literally, Mm -hmm. that it was all the truth. And I confessed his word, and I stood on his word, and literally God made an absolute miracle happen. Was it hard for you to go from no religious background to becoming a Christian and really on fire for God? Uh, Not at all. Um, Just because, like I had mentioned, I knew the difference. And so now I had someone that I knew loved me and accepted me for who I was. And I understood some of the... um, choices I had made and why I made those. So now I wanted to give everything to him. And so, yeah, I mean, people called me fanatical, black and white, because I was. I went to extremes for sure. Yeah. So then what are just some ways you've seen God's faithfulness in your life? There's so many. I mean, from when my son was very little, you know, every time he got ill or sick, we would pray over him, and he was healed. I remember for a year, I decided to keep a prayer journal, 
and I wrote down every single prayer request that I had. And as it got answered, I would go back and date it and put, it was just, you know, for me to mm -hmm. kind of really see on paper how God was working. And at the end of the year, I went back and every single prayer request was answered. And so it helped me to understand that God really loved me and cared about me and really, you know, his word was true. What he said he would do, he would do. And um, he never once said no or whatever. Every single one was answered exactly yeah. the way I would have expected it to be. Wow. If you don't mind me asking, like, what are some of those instances? Well, that's hard because that's been a <laughs> while. But just like, you know, praying for if my son was sick or praying if I was sick or mm -hmm. um, just some things that needed to be changed in my life um, because where I started from there were a lot of some major challenges which is a whole nother story and it's of itself which is probably a great story to share but I don't have time now <laughs> where God just moved miraculously in so many different ways to just change everything it was just crazy what he did mm -hmm. and now you're actually on the prayer team at church right so what's that been like well, um, it's awesome. I was a Bible teacher for 17 years, and I loved teaching. That's kind of a miracle in and of itself. In growing up, I never, ever wanted to be a teacher. That was like the last thing I wanted to do. <laughs> and when I was a fairly young Christian, I really felt God was putting on my heart to teach the Word of God. And I didn't know what that looked like. You know, when you're a young Christian, you're not sure, is that God? Is that me? So I kind of just held on to it for a while. And one day I went to a vitamin meeting with a friend of mine. Didn't know anyone there except for her. And there was a guy there and his wife, uh, he was a pastor in Texas, and he was sitting next to me. And in the middle of the just nothing. He just kind of looked at me, backed up, and he said, the anointing to teach is all over your life. Wow. So that was God's confirmation to mm -hmm. me that, yes, what you're hearing is right, and yes, I've called you to do that. So God opened doors there, too, and I got a job um, at high school teaching Bible, and um, I was incredibly passionate about it. I mean, absolutely loved it, and I wouldn't have taught any other subject. I knew I was not called to teach, even though I had degrees in other things. Mm -hmm. I knew I was called to teach the word, and that's where my passion was, for sure. Yeah, and now you're the principal at FCS. Right, yeah. I actually was the Bible teacher here for seven years. Wow. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so still, I mean, I still love the word. I still teach the word, but where everything kind of changed for me was I knew the word, I mm -hmm. believed the word, I stood on the word, I, all of those things I knew, but the experiential side of stepping out and trusting God didn't happen until my husband and I moved back to, to Oklahoma yeah. in 2007. We felt called to go back there. My son was starting an outreach ministry, and we kind of felt called to go help him and being in education we could do that 
And I got involved in a ministry there that was um, in the prison system. Mm -hmm. And I had a good friend whose daughter um, was raised in a very strong Christian home, but because of choices that she had made, ended up in prison. And so instead of looking at prisoners, uh, people that, well, they've done terrible things, they belong there, I knew someone who just made a really bad choice. Yeah. And so I felt called to go into that ministry. However, it was a little scary going in there and knowing if something happened, you're locked in and locked down. But the woman that was the head of the ministry is an absolutely amazing woman of God. And the second time we went into the pods, because we went into the pods with the women, and I'm still checking things out, looking around. <laughs> and she says, Cheryl, you have a word from God. And I'm sitting back there, you know, like going, no, 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 no. I've got nothing. I've got nothing. She's like, you have a word. You need to come up and give it. Just like scared as could be. But as I walked up, halfway there, the anointing fell. And I had a, one of the most powerful words ever that I've ever had from God. But what it taught me was don't just wait until you feel you need to step out. Yeah. And let God meet you. And every time you step out, then it's like your faith is working. You're trusting him and his anointing is going to fall. And you're going to need exactly what you need for whatever the situation is. Mm -hmm. I saw more people healed in prison miraculously than I've ever seen in the outside world. God working in there and people on the outside not even knowing. Anyway, that is what kind of catapulted me into prayer ministry. Yeah. Now I'm not afraid to, you know, I'll do whatever. I'll pray for whatever and just trust God that he will be there and he will um, give me whatever gift I need at the time and mm -hmm. he will perform whatever miracle needs to, be, needs to happen. It's not about me. It's about him. And that's the big difference. Oh, awesome. Do you feel like you've been able to minister to students at all? Yes, I have. The unfortunate thing is there's a lot more opportunities when you're in the classroom. Mm -hmm. Because in the classroom, you develop a daily relationship with students. Yeah. So they know sometimes you have to make hard decisions, but they also see you know, the other side. In the position I'm in now... Unfortunately, sometimes I only see the students when they're really bad. <laughs> so, you know, you don't get to develop that daily relationship. But definitely God still works. There are still mm -hmm. many opportunities where God allows me to speak into a student's life or, you know, just kind of know something that I shouldn't know and I'm, you know, able to help. Are there any other ways you feel like God's using you right now? Yes, I believe, um, although education is very important, and I wouldn't be a principal in a school if I didn't believe that, I believe in a Christian school especially, what God needs to do is more important. And yeah. so I try every day to be open to his leading. Mm -hmm. um, and I believe that he provides opportunities for me to speak into people's lives. I feel like I'm there to encourage, 
uplift and just kind of be a support. I, I see myself more as a support than somebody over top mm -hmm. looking down. Yeah. I try to see myself the other way. That's cool. I've just seen, I've seen God perform so many amazing miracles. And the one thing that, you know, I always, it took me a while to learn, but I always like people to, or to tell people is, don't ever, ever, ever put God in a box. Mm -hmm. Don't ever think that you know how God needs to move. Because it's, at least in my life, it's always been in a completely different way yeah. than I would have expected it to be. And I kind of picture God, you know, like if I'm praying about something that, that I need his, you know, deliverance or help or healing or whatever uh, about, I'm the type of person that I want to get things done. Mm -hmm. And I kind of see God, the picture I always see is like him sitting there with his hands back like, okay, you go through the process you need to. When you're done, let me know, and I'll come in and I'll come in and resolve and take care of this. Yeah. And every single time, it's like I spend all this time in my own strength, and then God comes in. It's like boom, done, okay. <laughs> and I spent all this time. So I think because of that, a lot of times, God reveals things to me very last minute mm -hmm. because. I have a tendency to want to make things happen. But it always amazes me how things work out. It, all, it always does, mm -hmm. but in a very different way than I would have imagined. So then what's an example of a way where God acted in a way that you didn't expect? Um, well, the one I would say probably the most recent was when we went back to Oklahoma, we uh, built a house on a lake. It's very beautiful. Uh, because you can get so much more back there than you can out here. And our builder, our contractor, he was um, a Christian. His dad was a preacher. And he evidently got in some type of bind, and he stole $140,000 from us. Oh, wow. Which to me was a lot. Yeah. But then there were other people that it was even more than that. So to me, it was like, oh, my gosh, I've worked all my life for this, and you're going to take it. And so, you know, I just tried to stand on the word, okay, what the devil uses for evil, God will use for good, just believing that we would have resolution on that. Now, I thought it was going to come in a certain way, which it never did. The man went to Texas where they don't extradite criminals, I guess, so it was kind of a safe harbor for him. And after I got over feeling sorry for myself, which I should have never done, but, you know, I, there's some still the human part there. In the next five years, God provided jobs for us where um, my salary basically doubled for three years in a row. And was able to have more than I could have ever imagined, and he mm -hmm. brought it all back in that way instead wow. of this lump 
some that I thought was going to come back, you know, by the court system or whatever. But God always does. If you just let him, he will always take care and provide. And actually, you know, like they say, he goes above and beyond. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks for coming in today. I really enjoyed talking to you and hearing your stories. You're welcome. Thanks. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions or would like to learn more about our church, you can check out our website at harborlight.com.